welcome to the What Country Is podcast with Sarah Pearson. I am Sarah Pearson. Continue to be forever and always until something happens. Happy Friday, guys. It's It's been a long two weeks for me. Um, I apologize for not posting an episode on Friday last week. I recorded the whole thing and I went to go edit it and I was just like, I'm just not feeling it. Everything about it felt super forced and and I was really basically just sad about the whole thing and I was sad during the whole thing and I just I didn't want to give you guys something that you were just like what is she doing (laughs) what is she talking about why is she pretending to be happy um so I didn't I just kind of scrapped it and was like you know what try something new next week uh and so here we are happy Friday uh things didn't get much better um this week uh with you know I have a ton of family things going on back home in New York which it pains me that I can't go back for um it's just it's really tough and I want to be able to be there for my family but right now it just kind of doesn't fit in to my schedule of looking for jobs and then my brother's wedding coming up and me going home in a few weeks and I don't want to travel like twice as much. Uh, So I'm just trying to keep my stress level pretty low uh, and keep everyone in my family smiling and keep moving forward um, with the best intentions, (laughs) just uh, keeping everyone thinking positively. Because this is a very tough time um, in my family. So if I continue to be kind of sad, kind of glum, that is why uh, it has just been really tough these last few weeks. Um, and not only that, I was I had interviewed for a job that I was interested in and I didn't get it. And that really bummed me out too. But in, in comparison to the other things that happened last week not a big deal. So, um, so I keep going on the, the job hunt grind and, and keep going, uh, going through the, the family stuff. So I'm hoping your weeks have been better than mine. And I'm hoping that from here on out, things start getting better and, you know, I can, I can be more positive about things and, and happy about things and, and getting excited. Uh, the one good thing that happened last week or this week, Oh, gosh. They're all blending together. Uh, this week was I got my second dose of the COVID vaccine. So by May 18th, I should be fully vaccinated and ready to just go explore. Um, as you may know, if you've been following me a little bit on this podcast, I moved to Memphis in February and haven't really been able to do much since I got here, just uh, in fear of getting COVID and spreading COVID and uh, I've been holed up in this apartment for months (laughs) just trying to uh, find creative ways to fill up my time Uh, from job hunting to writing and and making obviously some podcast content it's been just uh, kind of boring (laughs) kind of boring time I watch a lot of YouTube videos Um, as you know if you've been listening to the podcast been watching a lot of Supernatural Uh, So I'm excited to finally 
uh, go outside without uh, fear. Um, not that I haven't been going outside, as you all know, again, because you listen to the podcast. Uh, I go on walks at this park, um, and I don't really fear getting uh covid there because i don't really run into that many people Uh, and then i also go to the grocery store (laughs) so you know two places that i go uh, that um that i i've been able to uh, experience uh the culture of memphis which has been very small (laughs) the small encounters i've had so i'm looking forward to may 18th is when uh sarah becomes uh full-fledged memphis Memphinian, Memphisinian, Menfin? I don't know. Obviously, I haven't taken the time to learn what we're called. I'm hoping that I won't be one for long <laughs> in, in hopes that uh, job prospects come my way, but I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to embrace being a, a person from Memphis. I'm not even going to try to say what it is now because... Um, I don't think I know it. I don't think I've gotten it right in the the three attempts that I (laughs) gave. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So that has been my life update. Not much happening directly to me. Not much of anything great. Um, So just the COVID vaccine was pretty fun. However, that does have like a fun story. So I'll, 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 I'll tell it. When I first went and got the first one, the I went to a Walgreens pharmacy that's like five minutes away. And let me tell you, the pharmacist that gave me my first vaccine, wacky is all get out, man. He just like has hair that's like sticking out all over and um, he's older and he's just kind of like silly. I don't know. He's just really strange. And so I sat down in the chair and he was like, which arm? And I was like. I don't know, because I I write with my left hand and do, like, a few things with my left hand. Eat, brush my teeth. (laughs) Brush my teeth? (laughs) Silly. Uh, Brush my teeth. Um, But uh, I do almost everything else with my right hand. I play sports with my right hand. I I just am a little bit more right hand dominant but I guess when it comes to writing and like the the daintier detailed things I'm much more left-handed and so I was just like I guess the right um and so he's like okay (laughs) so he asked me to go sit behind the screen and I so I finish up my paperwork and I sit behind the screen and he comes out and he's like your arm's gonna hurt stick (laughs) and then he walks away and I was like okay and he's like sit there for like 15 minutes and then I'll tell you um when you can go and so I get up from that chair and I go sit into a different spot so they can do like the next person and where I'm sitting so there is like a a smaller window next to like the big pharmacy window so like you would go up to the big window to get your like pick up your prescriptions or whatever but then there's like a smaller window that you could just like pick them up just like quickly, I guess. We don't have that kind of advanced window technology where I'm from. So it was a little new to me. But anyway, so I was sitting across from the small window. It resembled like an ice cream window. That's the like the best way I could describe it, like a soft ice cream window. And <laughs> uh, I'm sitting there on my phone or whatever. And all of a sudden, the corky pharmacist just is like throws his whole head out like 
through the window and he goes, I think you're good to go. And I was like, okay, see you in a few weeks. And so I leave and, and whatever. So, you know, I forget about that whole thing. And, and then I go back on Tuesday for my second one and Angam, he's like, are you here to pick up a prescription? I'm like, no, I'm here to get my, um, my vaccine. And so he's like, all right, fill, like, fill out this paperwork and, and whatever. And he's still cor- corky as ever. And so I sit down, fill up the paperwork. And he goes, which arm? And I'm like, my right arm, please. And he's like, okay. And so I sit down in the chair. And he goes, did you have any side effects? And I said, no, my arm hurt a little bit, but not crazy. And he goes, I got Moderna. And it hurt like a mother ever. <laughs> and I was like. Oh my gosh. Uh, you are a kooky man. I really enjoy you. Uh, please um, don't murder anyone. Because <laughs> he's kind of got that energy. He's just kind of like, uh, kind of very strange. A very strange man. Okay. I'm going to address something now for the, the, the visual v- listeners. The light on my face is going to be like really extreme and I don't know why I think it just got more extreme so I'm gonna try to fix it like so don't oh gosh oh gosh okay I think that's a little better okay I don't know what happened but I feel like it got brighter uh and I look terrible right now I haven't been sleeping uh (laughs) very well and I the COVID vaccine kind of just made me super sleepy (laughs) um for the last few days so um there's that and i've been going on my longer walks and that hasn't helped oh castleton well that was traumatizing um i really need to figure out what to do about these oh gosh my ears i where was i i just co- totally got like blasted at into like Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry for the terrible interruption from a phone call. I'm sure to tell me that my car warranty is expired. I don't even... I'm so freaking sick of those junk freaking calls. You tell me... I just can't get... I can't escape them. I can't escape, you know, automated phone calls telling me about things that I don't really need. So I I hear that is like a big issue and not at all on topic with this episode, but you know, we roll with the punches here. (laughs) So now that you've gotten to know a little bit more about the last few weeks in my house, uh, in my life, what I've been up to, what my plans are, uh, we can jump right into the country topic of today, which is not so much country news or anything, even in that realm. But in the last few weeks, I've been thinking about um, just like kind of living in the past a little bit. And um, I was walking through the park and I smelled the like the combination of like the trees blooming and and the water kind of like flowing and it just reminded me of my summers growing up and it made me smile for the first time in, you know, quite a few weeks. And, um, and it made me think of 
other memories of in my life um, that have made me just like filled with pure joy, I guess. And uh, so I thought I'd share some of those that are related to country music with you uh, because I think the overarching community of country music listeners really has a strong connection to the genre and by association has lots of memories uh, with it. And I, I think a lot of country music is fundamentally based on the memory system that we work on as humans. <laughs> and we are able to look back on the past through country music, which is awesome. And so I just thought I'd share some of my best memories. Uh, one is about a concert, and the second one is just about uh, something that I really enjoyed doing uh, a few you know, months, or I guess it's going to be a year ago, a few years ago. And so the first story I have to share with you is the time that I went to a Chris Young concert by myself. Now, this was like a monumental moment for me personally, because I'm not a person that does things by myself. I like to do things in groups. I think it's more fun to do things in groups. Uh, I do things on my own sometimes, but normally they're not fun things. They're not things like concerts that are much better enjoyed with a partner or a group of people or something along those lines. So when I decided I wanted to go to the concert, I, because I had been a fan of Chris Young for a really long time, and I had just really started getting back into his music again, and I saw that he was coming to Saratoga, which was near where I lived, and um, he, you know, is pretty popular country music star, I think we all know this, and I, I to be honest, I was really into him. I wanted to be a, a girlfriend um, <laughs> of Chris Young, and so... I was like, how can I get the closest I can get without totally breaking my budget? Um, and I thought about going with someone else, but then I saw that the tickets for the pit, so like really close to the front, uh, were like if you bought one ticket, like for one person, so there was like the seats were filled around you, so there was just like one miscellaneous in like the middle of a row, uh, that it was like $83. And I was like, this is a deal. I will never, ever have this deal ever again. <laughs> and so I bought it. I was like, I guess I'm not going with anyone. I'm not going to miss an opportunity because I have, like, I feel like I have to go with someone. So I bought the ticket in April, probably. And I think the concert was in May, like late May. And so I was so excited. Um, and it was like my treat uh, after the semester. Uh, and so I am now home, and so I drive to Saratoga, which is about an hour from where I lived, and uh, we go to the uh, Saratoga Performing Arts Center, which is an amphitheater, and my experience there, I've always either been, like, in the lawn or in, like, the higher balcony part, uh, and I've never been really inside. I've been inside once, and it was for the Jonas Brothers, and I was 10, so, and I wasn't that close. I was literally basically on the lawn, <laughs> but inside. <laughs> and so 
This is the closest I had ever been to any concert performer ever, uh, at least, you know, in the the theater and amphitheater and, and arena tour category. I've definitely had my fair share of close encounters with smaller bands. <laughs> uh, and so I was like in the second row to the back of the pit, which still really close, but not close enough. You know, I just wanted to be, I wanted front row tickets, but I wasn't willing to shovel out the money. And so I got there and I sat down and I was all by myself. And I, unlike most people, especially because I was by myself. So like typically people, you know, they party in the parking lot and tailgate and uh, have a great time before the concert. And then like kind of just like mosey in in missing like the few first acts. And so there were two opening acts and then there was Chris Young. And But me, because I was by myself, uh, I went <laughs> into the concert like nice and early. I wanted to get my seat. I wanted to see everyone perform because I'm a big music nerd, obviously. And so I sit down and then these girls show up behind me. And I want to say like one was in her 30s and one was a little bit closer to my age. And they're sitting there and I'm not talking to them because <laughs> I'm <am> awkward. <laughs> Uh, but she mentioned something about the seats being like really close together, like the rows. So there's like nowhere to like dance or stand up really. Uh, and I kind of just turned around and I was like, yeah. And then I started a conversation with her and, um, she kind the older one, the one in her thirties kind of just like told me this story about how she knew Chris Young when she lived in Nashville and they were dancing partners at this place where they danced and uh, how they kind of just like hung out as friends and and uh I feel like um the opportunity arised for them to date and they and it just never happened and so like I was talking to a potential lover and you would think um as someone who is actively trying to date a superstar I would feel threatened no I wanted everything in my power for her to interact with him again and I was like, well, did you bring a sign? Like, that's the, that was the first thing that popped in my head. And she's like, well, I made one. And then I left it at home. And then her cousin, I think it's the younger one was her cousin. And she's like, yeah, I told her to bring it. And she was like, no. And I was like, well, now you have me. And when I, you know, when I'm a part of a scheme, I really commit. Uh, and so my task for the whole rest of the concert was to get her noticed by her you know, past friend, crush, person. Um, <laughs> and so uh, they were have, or they have these paper cups that I'm assuming, like, like from McDonald's, obviously, but not McDonald's cups, but similar. And because you're not allowed to have like bottles or cans in the pit, just in case you get drunk and decide to throw them at the, the talent. And so they make you pour your drink into these paper cups. And so I politely asked for one of these paper cups and I ripped it down the seam and like unrolled it. And I asked this woman next to me if she had a pen or a marker. She looked like a nice mom. And so she's like, of course. And so she hands me a Sharpie, which was very convenient. And so I handed the, the cup and the Sharpie to the girl that knew Chris Young. And I said, write your little message. I will get it into his hands. Or I will attempt to get it into his hands. 
And so basically my plan, uh, I had, I, th- I thought it was pretty uh, foolproof, which is, so how it works is in the pit, there's like two sides and then there's an aisle that leads down the middle. Now, how I ended up figuring it was I was on the left side (laughs) and then there were some people on the right side and then front row people were leaning up against the fence in the in the pit Um, but there was one open spot where there wasn't a seat because there was an aisle and so hopefully you can see where I'm going which is that was now my spot Okay, I was going to be as close as possible in the middle of the aisle. And I think the only reason I was successful at snagging this spot was because of the following. I was almost incredible, like too nice to the people around me. I basically was, I said to like each group next to me, there was like a group of girls and then two guys. And I said, listen. I am a really big fan of Chris and I'm here by myself. So there's not going to be like anyone else, you know, coming and to join me. Uh, I just, if you would like me to leave and go back to my seat, I am more than happy to, but this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. And if you would allow me to stand next to you, I would be very grateful. (laughs) And that worked. Uh, They didn't bother me the whole time. And so I stood there and I just like kept my elbows in, <laughs> just like squeezed in there. But I was like front and center, right in front of his mic stand. So I was really excited. Um, and so <laughs> she, so Chris comes up on stage and I'm having a great time singing along. And so I kind of like, you know, gesture for the girl to come up next to me. And I explained to the two parties next to me, this is such and such. She has a sign. She knows Chris Young. It would be super cool if we could get this, like, read by Chris. And so they were all on board. It was lots of fun. Um, And so the two guys, much taller than I am, were holding up the sign. And we were just, like, all kind of, like, going at, pointing at it. We had this, like, whole section (laughs) pointing at it. And he was like, oh, my God, I need to read this. And so he takes it and he reads it. I say he, Chris Young. (laughs) Chris Young takes the sign out of the guy's hand and reads it. And the girl's standing next to me. And he's like, oh, my God, I know you. I don't, that's not really word for word what he said. But he acknowledged her existence. Um, And so she was happy. I was happy. He, you know, being Chris Young, probably didn't care at all. But it was nice to see a smile on everyone's faces uh, and so that was like a really fun experience <laughs> and uh, uh, still haven't dated Chris Young. Um, I don't know how open he is to uh, a, uh, a date. Still interested. Um, maybe, you know, for coffee or something. But that is the story of the Chris Young concert that I went to by myself. And to be honest, it was the most fun I've had at any concert ever. And I've been to quite a few uh, in my time, uh, and I, I've, since I've only gone to one other concert by myself at SPAC, and it was for my internship, and it was, you know, not the most fun time, but it was a good time a little bit, because <laughs> I was working, and it was, like, 
It was a little weird. <laughs> so, but I had a great time uh, at the Chris Young concert. And the next kind of memory that I have associated with country music is one with my best friend, Liz. And uh, I, for those who don't know, I don't know how many people don't actually know me in person, but I have a best friend. Her name is Liz. She currently lives in Ireland and she's freaking killing it. I mean, that's always been her dream. So I'm incredibly proud of her and I miss her terribly uh, because it was bad enough when we lived in two separate towns in one state. Um, but now she lives in a whole other country and I don't live even close to the state we're from. So seeing each other is going to be a little bit more difficult than it used to be. But the reason I bring it up is because some of the best memories I have of country music are with her. I have driven basically all around Albany and the Adirondacks and Cooperstown um, listening to country music with her. And we come up with our own opinions and and figure out which songs that we like and, and which ones we don't and, and why we don't. And even the ones we don't, we listen to because we like to make fun of them. <laughs> and so I, I, she is my true soul, my country music soulmate when it comes to these things. And so the second thing uh, that we've done together or like the main country music thing that we've done together was we went to go see Riley Green um, and we rented uh, like we got a hotel room and we went to this so we were I think I had just turned 21 that summer yeah I believe and um and so we were both 21 and we were able to drink so this is the first concert I was like legally able to drink at and so we went and we stayed at the hotel and it was at like this honky tonk bar and it was seriously one of the best times ever. Like as far as concerts that I went to with a group or uh, another person, best concert ever. We, you know, the beers were cheap. There was lots of dancing. We were really close to Riley Green. I caught not just one, but two guitar picks. Um, the, the first one, uh, was intentional the second one hit me in the chest and I kind of just like caught it out of shock and so I turned around to Liz and I was like look at what I have and she's like I know you showed me it like a, like a few minutes ago I said no this is a second one and so I gave the second one to her so now we both have a memento from Riley Green I use mine to play all the time so his like logo is faded off um, I just kind of like, I, I, I don't want it to just sit around cause I'm totally going to lose it. <laughs> so I like to keep it front and center. So I, and I use it to play guitar all the time. So that's kind of fun. That's kind of like a, a little country music thing. That's nice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so that was, I just really miss those times when we could go to concerts and I could have those really awesome fun memories attached to the genre which um leads me to my my instagram poll where i think the uh the lasting 
impression of country music is in the artist that everyone knows, not just the country fan. And so I asked of a poll. I don't know if that was proper grammar. I asked, I did a poll on Instagram and I did a would you rather uh, country icon edition. And so I only did a few. I didn't want to go crazy. I just picked some people that I think everyone would know. Um, and so these are the results. And I'll give you my feedback because obviously, you know, my podcast, I got, a, uh, I got some opinions. So the first one, I had to start big, you know, with like the one everyone knows, which is Shania Twain, who is just the epitome of country music. Uh, of the 90s at least uh she's just fantastic i would consider her like a a stadium country kind of girl fantastic so i had everyone choose between man i feel like a woman and don't impress me much and i just thought those were the ones everyone knew i guess i could have done you're still the one but like i kind of wanted like i don't want they're not similar enough where they could have been comparable. And everyone basically cho- <laughs> chose Man, I Feel Like a Woman. But that is truly her most iconic song. So I understand. Um, makes sense 100% to me. I think, I, I mean, I say this. I performed it for my last convocation at my college. Uh, and so I guess it is counterintuitive to say that I would have picked, um, you know, Don't Impress Me Much. I just think it's funny that she just like, Dropped a diss track on Brad Pitt. He's just minding his own business. Anyway, but it was hard for me to pick, but I'm with the 11% that said don't impress me much. The next one, the next country icon, who is debatably the current queen of country music, which is Carrie Underwood. And I had everyone choose between Before He Cheats and Jesus Take the Wheel. And those are her two most popular songs. So it seemed fitting that um, these are the two options. And of course, 84% of people chose Before He Cheats. Makes sense. Literally one of her most popular songs ever. But 16% of people said Jesus Take the Wheel. I love both of these songs, but... I would say that Before He Cheats has that like grit that I love about uh, Carrie's voice and her type of country music. So I'm a Before He Cheats kind of girl. The next one is the king of stadium country, kind of up there with Shania, which is Garth Brooks. And to be honest, I don't think a lot of people that don't listen to country music know too much by Garth Brooks. They all know who he is. But they, they don't know a ton of his songs. So I chose Friends in Low Places and Thunder Rolls. And let me tell you, I'm guessing, <laughs> this is my guess. I'm guessing the people that have never, like, that don't listen to country music have never heard Thunder Rolls. And if you haven't, and you probably didn't listen to this before voting, you are all wrong. You all said Friends in Low Places. The Thunder Rolls is the greatest Garth Brooks song of all time, and it deserves more than 9% of the vote. So I'm with you the other 9%. The Thunder Rolls is the best one. I'm just calling it out. You should all go listen to it because it is the best. Next is George freaking Strait. The man to be, everyone loves George. 
And the options for him were Amarillo by morning and check yes or no. Check yes or no one with 71%. I can't argue with that. Uh, I agree 100%. Uh, Amarillo by morning's good, but check yes or no. It just has that like super catchy vibe and it's kind of cute. So I'm here for it. George Strait, check yes or no. Next up on our list of country icons is Miss Dolly Parton, everyone's favorite. Who doesn't love her? She's absolutely stunning, uh, and everything she does is just great. <laughs> Musically, in her person, in her day-to-day life, she's just awesome. So the songs that I chose for her are Jolene and I Will Always Love You. Now, Jolene became like super popular in the last few years, so uh, I was not surprised that 85% of the people chose Jolene, uh, and 15% of people chose I Will Always Love You, and I, I'm i not surprised, but I Will Always Love You is obviously a Whitney Houston classic, but if you didn't know that, uh, that Dolly wrote that song... Um, You should go listen to her version of it. It's really beautiful, uh, and I suggest it. Uh, But I think I would would go with Jolene as well. Uh, The next one is The Chicks, formerly known as The Dixie Chicks. And uh, they had Goodbye Earl and Cowboy Take Me Away. I really like Cowboy Take Me Away, but I also love Goodbye Earl because it's kind of got that grit to it. Um, But I would have chosen cowboy take me away and 69 percent of people chose that as well so no argument there after that was zach brown band again a group that everyone knows uh, and i think everyone knows chicken fried and toes and everyone chose not everyone I say everyone like it's unanimous. (laughs) 64% of people chose chicken fried and 36% of people chose toes. And to be honest, I'm really not surprised at these uh, other than the Garth Brooks thing. You guys really let me down. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But every single song that had the majority of the vote makes a ton of sense to me uh, popularity wise i i truly believe those are the songs that are their most popular um and that they expand beyond the the genre of country and have made it into regular people's you know playlists and and itunes lists or whatever people have these days and that leads me to the next one which is the amazing group of Rascal Flats. And now I would say that Rascal Flats, out of all country groups, probably the best known by everyone. Uh, <laughs> they've just constantly putting out amazing music all of the time. Uh, but the two songs that I chose was Life is a Highway and What Hurts the Most. Because I'd say that what, what hurts the most is the song of Rats, Rascal Flats. My love of Rascal Flats is like leans toward life is a highway. I listen to it all the time when I'm feeling sleepy driving on a highway. I just pop that on. I'm like, oh, yes, that's right. Life is a highway. And this one was shocking (laughs) because it was a tie. It was 50-50% 
between life is a highway and what hurts the most. And if I had to choose, hmm, I'd have to choose life is a highway, I think. Oh, but what hurts the most is so good. I can see why you guys had such a hard time figuring out which one to do because I have literally no idea which one I would choose. So the last one is a moderner, uh, well-known country uh, artist, which is Casey Musgraves. And she has a lot of different styles out. Um, I would say that her earlier stuff was a little bit more like country folkish. Uh, and so I, I put Follow Your Arrow and then something new, which was Slow Burn. And I was really excited to see that Follow Your Arrow one because not that I don't like her new stuff. Okay, I really don't like uh, Casey Musgraves' new stuff. Not because it's not good. Um, because it's not really country. Um, <laughs> but I just think that Follow Your Arrow is a little bit more closer to my country heart. And so I would agree with the 52% that voted Follow Your Arrow. And that's it. I didn't do too many. Like I said, I didn't want to like blow up the Instagram. Everyone seems to really enjoy doing polls. Uh, I will try to continue to do them. Uh, it's just, it's, I got to come up with a question every week and then the answers and it's just a lot of work. But um, I will continue to do those because you seem to prefer to interact with those instead of writing the suggestions and, and whatnot. Um, and I get a lot of responses. I'm always uh, impressed by the amount of responses that I get from <laughs> from you guys on Instagram. And it makes me super happy every week that I do it. And I, you guys give a lot of good feedback on uh, the country music world that I live in. So I really appreciate it. And uh, this video is running relatively long. So I'm going to... This video, this podcast... Oh my goodness. I'm still... Don't, I still don't know what I'm doing. It's episode six, seven. I don't really remember. I think it's seven. Wow. I've made it so far. <laughs> uh, I think that's it, guys. Thank you guys for joining me this week. I hope you have a happy Friday. I hope you have a great week. And I will uh, be checking in with you guys next Friday. Goodbye. Goodbye.